the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Head story on all the news is artificial intelligence taking over the internet, but mimicking human behavior. Well, they're better than the idiots at the score. I wonder if artificial intelligence will show up when I challenge them to a little conversation one-on-one, because the score won't. I think we got a better chance with the bots. And as far as artificial intelligence, it would be a lot better than the so-called intelligence we have in Washington, D.C., in particular when it comes to rules, laws, and the economy. I think we should have artificial intelligence replace all congressmen, senators, and mainly the 80-year-old feeble fascist pretending to be president rather than the most successful election-stealing thief in world history. Hello, folks. Get a good picture of all of us. We're having a wonderful time. Everything's going well. (laughs) Anyway. Isn't failure funny? It's funny. It's funny when you fail at everything. Isn't it stupid? Where exactly is your success, dimwit? I don't have any comment to make. We're just getting started. And we'll be available uh, at the sticks uh, when this is over. Now, aside from the reality that he's a bribed traitor, and we have the evidence all over the place, the Chinese Communist Party own his wrinkled ass, and a lot of the Democrats, we now have evidence that you made up the complete Russia hoax, and we know it. All the Durham report had to say is, you're right. But what's going to happen? See, I think this imbecile should be yanked out of office. Trump should be reinstated. Because not only is it election interference, I still want an audit of the election that you never won. And that'll at least make people feel better. Because the reality of what you are is a declining dementia patient pretending to be the President of the United States. You'll see things will get much better. This is what he says at a press conference. And then the press is scurried away. And there was a change in the room. It turns out Hump Day Harris was there. Oh, it's true. Hump Day Harris was there. It was kind of confusing to even some of the media propagandists. Um, Vice President Harris was not in the room last week when the president met with McCarthy and congressional leaders, but she will be there today. Can you tell us why she's part of this meeting and the role she's playing and whether or not she's going to step in over the next couple of days when the president's traveling overseas, take on a bigger role in his absence? So Now, before we hear the affirmative action dimwit pretending to be press secretary, 
it's very important. What role will she play? What, what role can she legally play? She's just a vice president. They have two roles and only two. She is the president of the Senate and she can record the electoral votes. That's it. She doesn't play a role in debt negotiations, but she has to be there because Joe Robinette Biden, the dementia is really bad now. He can't focus. He can't talk. He's got the dementia glazed face. And we are suffering from this because the true fact is the debt ceiling is real. The spending is real. The cuts are real. And the thing that never gets really asked is you have a bill the Congress passed. You can either pass it or veto it. Those are your options. You have nothing to negotiate on. Affirmative action, dimwit. Look, the vice president, uh, this is not about the president's trip to Asia. So just want to be very clear. This is, she, and I said this last week, she has been a partner in this. She, she has been consulted uh, multiple times uh, on, on the budget, on preventing default. This is something that the president uh, clearly respects her view. Boy, it's a good thing for this buffoon that the people who vote for these mafia political whores are too stupid to know she doesn't have any role in this. She's not supposed to have any role in it. She is nothing but a vice president who is an inspiration to office tramps across the land. And for this meeting, uh, we, she, she, he, wants to, she, she wants, he wants her to be part of this meeting so they can uh, continue to consult. But now, of course, she'll be part of the meeting uh, with the four congressional meetings. Look, he wants her in. Well, that clears it up, doesn't it, Squirrel? I mean, there isn't one person with an IQ over 80 in this entire fracking Democrat party. Not one. I mean, except for the ones that pimp it out, the ones that prostitute it, the ones that steal from both the corruption of big pharma and the military industrial complex. By the way, how is that thing going in Ukraine? Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the head of the country's Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case a day after releasing these photos that appear to show stacks of American $100 bills lined up on a couch. Whoa, 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 whoa. The head of the Ukrainian Supreme Court. But I remember, I remember when Garland, quietly and unannounced, went to Ukraine to specifically meet with whatever this dimwit's name is, Yakomonov. And Ellison, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, as we mentioned, just arrived in Ukraine on this unannounced visit. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, we're just getting some more information about that right now. He said he came here in part to meet with counterparts to discuss how they would handle and investigate war crimes moving forward. We just got this. War crimes, war crimes, war crimes. Now, you could argue that anybody of the Barack, I like big butts and I cannot lie administration, is a war criminal after all. 90% of his drone strikes killed innocent women and children and farmers. So he's a war criminal. But is it a crime when you steal the money that's stolen from the American people to offset the corruption of what is arguably the greatest abuse of military power that this country's seen? And that's saying something. After all, we had to bail out George Soros and all the other investors in Ukraine. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, And the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. By the way, that is the voice of arguably the greatest pimp this world has ever seen. You see, he owns all the Democrat whores 
who make the laws to make him and his friends rich. He is George Soros. And it is he is an upper echelon member of the Fourth Reich. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a lot more patience than I had in, in trying to convert Poroshenko into a democratic leader. Poroshenko. Now, is that Yatsenyuk? I can't remember. It's like listening to the devil himself, isn't it? convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko. And- I thought I recognized that name. I wonder if Soros says Yatsinyuk. That's my favorite. Yatsi! The opportunity uh, to generate a united Ukraine... Getting it right is uh, is within your grasp. And we want to be your uh, your partner, your friend in the project. We want to, and we're ready to assist. We're also asking Congress to act promptly uh, to deliver on uh, an aid package, including a one billion dollar loan guarantee. That- Remember when I asked yesterday who got the who 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 was the recipient of the loan guarantee? It looks like the devil himself, leader of the Fourth Reich. Under the son of the Third Reich Nazi, George Soros. I mean, I could talk about banks. I could talk about the fact that these political whores are making money hand over fist. But let's focus just a little bit on exactly how it's being stolen and who is the recipient of it. Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the head of the country's Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case a day after releasing these photos that appear to show stacks of American $100 bills lined up on a couch found during an investigation involving its justices. This was the National Anti-Corruption Bureau press conference on Tuesday. Its director did not name the person arrested, only that it was the head of the court and that they were suspected of taking a bribe worth $2.7 million, the highest profile discovery in the agency's history. His name is uh, Vesavold Kanakagiev. That's why it wasn't mentioned. Nobody can say the fracking name. It's like Chicken Kiev with a casa in front of it. That's what it is. And that's who Merrick Garland was meeting in Ukraine. Our very head of the Department of Injustice and true wretch himself. Uh, From the Department of Justice, they say that uh, among his comments as he was meeting with people along the Ukrainian-Polish border, he sat down with the Ukrainian prosecutor general and said and announced this for the first time, the launch of a war crimes accountability team to centralize and strengthen the Justice Department's ongoing work to hold accountable those who have committed war crimes and other atrocities. I hold you accountable for helping these former Soviets steal billions and billions and billions of dollars. Well, this country is not only butted up against a so-called debt ceiling, but is drowning in failure of your corrupt party. And then I started thinking to myself, I said, self, Merrick Garland's an awful snappy dresser with that ferret face of his. He was living in all these high ritzy places. He doesn't look like a guy that made his money. In fact, he looks like a slip and fall lawyer that never made over a couple of hundred grand a year. He looks like a trust fund baby. And then I said, hmm. 
can people really give birth to somebody that ugly from a trust fund? Then I said, yeah, J.B. Pritzker. Then I said, well, maybe he did one of those even worse. Maybe he married a trust fund baby. Merrick Garland is the top law enforcement officer in America and one of the richest members in Joe Biden's cabinet, worth an estimated $20 million. By the way, that's the low end. The high end is $38 million. How does a ferret-faced, slip-and-fall lawyer who didn't really practice much, not since the 90s, how does he make $38 million? 20 on the low end. Garland served as a federal judge for more than 20 years, earning a salary of $141,000 to $230,000 every year. It's awful hard when you're paying taxes of 40%, 50% to amass $28 million. The math doesn't work out. It's like one of those Joe Biden math problems. How in the world are they this rich? When he was nominated by Bill Clinton to serve as a federal judge in 1995, he had to submit documents which detailed his finances. The filings show that Garland made good money in private practice. $200,000 in 1993 when he worked for nine months at Arnold and Porter. But he also had a robust fortune outside of his day job with $3.5 million in assets and zero debt. On the 1995 filing, Garland split his holdings into various categories, cash, listed securities, real estate, and so on. But the largest category was called trusts, worth about $910,000. An attachment showed that those trusts were all from his wife's family. So as of 1995, much of Garland's... It's called a wedding ring, Rich. That's the kind of scoundrel this fraud is. But my broader point is, this is the guy who's going to watch corruption in Ukraine? You didn't go to that meeting to crack down on corruption. I think you went there to show him how to hide it. Net worth came from his in-laws. Lynn Garland's grandfather was a well-known New York lawyer who served on the state Supreme Court. He also advised former U.S. presidents Harry Truman and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Her father went to Harvard for both undergrad and law school and made his living as an attorney. Garland and his wife were eventually handed a property in Manhattan, followed by another property in Greenwich, Connecticut. Would your mom and dad give you a squirrel? they give you a house in Connecticut? Manhattan? No? Ah, oh, damn. Well, the good news is you're a lot better looking than this ferret-faced crook. One of the richest towns in an already rich state. For wealthy families looking to pass down fortunes, transferring property has a ton of benefits. These families hand off the real estate itself. Then they pump cash through that real estate by paying rent to their heirs. You get it, Squirrel? You get it? Now, I don't mind this because it's their own money, except there's another lawyer, another judge, all of a sudden worth all of this money. How did it happen? How did it happen? Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the head of the country's Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case a day after releasing these photos that appear to show... I'm sure this has nothing to do with the way these guys make money, though. Absolutely nothing, Squirrel. Don't make that connection. That would be misleading. Stacks of American $100 bills lined up on a couch found during an investigation involving its justices. This was the National Anti-Corruption Bureau press conference on Tuesday. The anti-corruption guy is in charge of corruption. It's kind of like here. Who taught who is the only question I have. Oh, and don't worry. We're going to get into the debt ceiling, but they're all connected. You see, because this emergency isn't overnight. It takes decades to steal and bankrupt America. And it's all happened under this nonsense, under this open and notorious stealing. And now everyone's focused on the debt ceiling. I just want our money back that you already stole. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free.
on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. In these hey, debt ceiling negotiations, real, they just one of the main hey, reasons we're here is the waste, you fraud, and abuse in our budget hey, for military stealing across the world. I think that's something that needs to be addressed. I'm silly that way. All right, let's go to the Ukrainian stealing um, head of their Supreme Court. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling. No, no, that's another political whore that stole. Claimed $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia Kotlitska was caught by... That's another Anastasia Kotlitska. At least she was spending the money on those fancy high-heeled shoes with the red bottoms. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his oh, team... Oh, no, 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 no. That's the wrong one. That's the president with the Transformer emblem and he, uh, the, the other emblems that look a lot like those Third Reich members. I want to talk about the Supreme Court justice and in charge of the anti-corruption. Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the head of the country's Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case a day after releasing the day after release. And then where did it start? Oh, yeah. Our very own son of the devil himself, George Soros, set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. See, this George Soros, you could say a lot of bad things about him. I mean, after all, he's really the common denominator of every major country's collapse and scandal. But he's got some vision, doesn't he? Before they even separate, Soros, with his accent that's awful creepy, was over in Ukraine showing them exactly how to set up swindles and schemes. Um, And the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a lot more patience than I had in, in trying to convert Poroshenko into a democratic leader. Huh. All this clip needs is a little Paul Manafort for an accent, and it'll be perfect. Convincing that, that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko. I mean, do you really need the Durham report to see that these are scoundrels and mafia dons and corrupt bastards? Do you really need the Durham report? Well, here's the good news. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, it is, regardless, devastating to the FBI And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Huh. And then there's the reality of what we face here. Economic feudalism. The promise of mass taxation. Government growing leaps and bounds. All because we allowed the crooks to be in charge of the debt and the bureaucracies that can shake down our companies. Thank you, Crane. The White House keeps saying that Republicans are manufacturing a crisis by refusing to do a clean bill to raise the debt limit. Right now, the nation's debt exceeds 100 percent of its GDP. This has happened twice in U.S. history, once during World War II and once now, the last couple of years. No, no, no. Now. Not the last couple of years. Now. Not a crisis when the country literally owes more than it's worth. (laughs) That's not a crisis, honey. That's bankruptcy. Well, it's not going to stop us from spending, right, Shirley and Willowbrook? 
Hi. Um, in regard to the debt ceiling, um, you know, we may have the debt ceiling, but they're still spending like a bunch of drunken sailors. As we speak, um, just for one hotel alone in the suburbs of New York City, where they placed the, you know, illegal immigrants. Yeah. They are spending $1.8 million this month. It is $500 well, surely, yeah. a night. Well, Shirley, have you taken a look at this new crop of illegal aliens? This isn't like the old illegal aliens. I mean, these illegal aliens have $200 a pair of gym shoes on. They've got all clean new jackets and some gold chains. They've got new iPhones. You've got to spend money on these people. They've got a certain lifestyle you got to keep up with, baby. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Money, 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 money. I mean, the good news is there's some real crack team characters on the Democrat side. Some real brilliant, I mean, wicked, wicked, smart, wonderful guys who have a firm grasp of all of our problems. Is, is it staggering? Is it a staggering responsibility that, a, that the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have, I mean, like, uh, and, and they also realize is that, that, that uh, now they have, it's in, uh, guaranteed, a guaranteed way to be saved by, again, by no matter, no matter by, by how, you know. So it's, it's, you know, isn't it appropriate that the, those kinds of, the, this kind of control should be more stricter? Is that a word? To prevent this kind of thing from going? Or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank, regardless of how how their their conduct is? Well, the good news is 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 relearning the economy. He's starting to sound. If you can get through the stammering dimwitness, a little bit more like a Republican. No, they shouldn't. But you bailed out your own contributors, your own pimps called Silicon Valley Bank. It's fun to watch the Democrats and the dimwits like Fetterman run on the principles we've been arguing for decades. The corporatist corruption in banks that have the ear of La Cosa Nostra, known as the Democrat Party. Here is um, Senator Menendez. You remember Senator Menendez. He liked to fly down on a private jet of his uh, campaign contributor for $30 underage hookers to Costa Rica. Well, he rebounded and he's been elected twice. Well, it's New Jersey. What do you expect? Robert Menendez, Senator, has some questions about Silicon Valley Bank CEO, of which I believe him and his entire party are tied to. Uh, let me ask you this. In 2020, January of 2023, your firm's compensation committee approved cash and stock bonuses to executives and employees for their performance in 2022. According to public reporting, those bonuses were paid on March the 10th, mere hours before regulators seized the bank. Do you believe you and your colleagues earned the bonuses paid on March 10th? Yes or no? Senator, those bonuses were predetermined on a predetermined date, which I was not familiar with when those were going to be paid. So what's nice is that if the scoundrel ex-bank vice president who stole money and then the bank was seized, if he decides to run for senator and lives in New Jersey, Menendez, you'll be out of a job, whore, because this is your pimp. So show a little respect, huh? 
Creepy Bob? Do you think those bonuses reflected strong, healthy performance for you and SVP? Senator, those bonuses were determined, at least for the executive team, by the board and by the independent compensation committee. Do you intend to return? And- by the way, Fetterman, one bank can't break our economy, but one corrupt government can. That's the side of the fence you're on. You're part of the corrupt government, but it's fun as you're learning how to walk and talk again. You're starting to learn what seems like basic economics. You know, I'll give you an example. Uh, right. The Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP. You know, for a, 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 a hungry family it has to, to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, required. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank you, with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP. Uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about pr- protecting the tax the tax papers. You know that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it. Now, lucky for you guys, I speak Democrat stupidity. What he's trying to say: if you have to work to get your food stamps, shouldn't you have to earn something in order to get a bonus of a bank that needs to be bailed out? It's fun to watch the Democrats run against their paymasters, isn't it? I enjoy it. Uh, George in Naperville. Sean, why, I ask, are they tying up Kamala to keep an eye on and take care of Biden? Doesn't his family, can't they afford a full-time caregiver? They have one in Jill. Politicians in Washington had the deluxe insurance plan. Yeah, they have one in Jill Biden. She is his nurse, not really his wife. And when you say tie up Kamala, somewhere Willie Brown stands up. Uh, Don in Bloomingdale. (laughs) John, you know, I'm voting for Trump no matter what, because I think he should change his uh, slogan to don't get mad, get even. None of these guys are going to jail. He's got to take office again and fire every stinking one. of them. I love your optimism. And, you know, I, I really do enjoy your perspective immensely. But he won the last time and he's not the president. He could very well win the next time and he still won't be the president. The problem yeah. isn't Donald Trump. The problem is the, the corrupt bureaucracy that's in control of our government. I mean, how much more evidence do you need, whether it's the military industrial complex, whether it's the big pharma industrial complex? Who exactly is going to jail for any of this atrocity? Open and notorious they operate. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalty. I don't want to talk. I want to put you in jail. I want to put you in jail. I want to put every Democrat roach in jail who cooked up the Russia hoax and perpetrated the scandals and the crimes. I want to put every Democrat rat judge in jail who rules on defamation cases of some lying fraud who pretends to be raped. Not to mention, there seems to be uh, another problem Trump has on the horizon aside from trying to win an election he already won, 
Donald Trump could soon find himself being questioned under oath again after a federal judge ruled that he could be deposed in cases brought by two former FBI officials who he publicly attacked for months. Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. You remember them, right, Squirrel? He, they're both FBI hacks. He was the one who was married and was having the affair. She is the one who could eat an apple through a fence with buck teeth and a stupid look in her face. And this whore not only... uh was barely thrown out because they caught her with evidence of lying, cheating, and stealing with text messages about a plan they had to make sure Trump never took office. Instead of them being tried with treason, they're going to sue Trump now for cash. NBC's Julia Ainsley is covering this story for us. Julia, uh, remind folks, it's been a while, who these two agents are, and tell us more about the judge's ruling and its implications. Yeah, Chris, I've got to take you back about six years here. This was when the Mueller probe was really heating up. There was a lot of attention on President Trump at the time over what happened and conspired between his campaign and Russia and the villains. In the Durham report, the FBI failed to take page up on the written offer he had made to Director Comey to be interviewed about allegations contained in Michael Isakoff's Yahoo. New article instead opted to seek FISA surveillance. Huh. How about that FISA court? That's another scam. How many times do you have to prove that corrupt? Craig, Mount Greenwood. Uh, you're on the chipmunk lung. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. Listen, Sean, you know, uh, these two agents are going to sue him. What about Trump suing all of these people that uh, said that he was colluding with the Russians all of these years, like the New York Times and the uh, Washington Post, <clears> who got awards for uh, all of the stuff that came out about him. Rich, what what, what country what did your ancestors for? leave, Rich? What country? They, what country did your ancestors before they came to America? What country did they leave? Italy. Okay. Like half of my family. Now, do you know why? Right. You know why they left Italy? Because if you were not in La Cosa Nostra and had the favoritism of the government, you were the victim of the government corruption. That's what Trump is. That's what you are. That's what I am. I am That's who the I IRS am. agents are for. We're not in La Cosa Nostra. So if you're I asking know, for justice, that. brother, it doesn't come. It doesn't come here. That. We're as corrupt as Italy was when your ancestors left it. And that's the way these idiots want it. Because they can put all kinds of people in very powerful, powerful positions and nobody asks any questions. And that's what apparently happened here, with Garland recording $600,000 to $4.6 million of rent as income over a period of 12 years. You know what's nice about that? You don't pay income tax on it like it's a job. Oh, it's taxed completely different. It's how you clean and avoid welfare inheritance. I mean, uh, in inheritance taxes. Because the people who give you the trust stay in the property. And they pay you exorbitant amounts of rent, of which you pay a fraction of income tax on, of tax on. It's a great, it's how rich, white, pasty, corrupt politicians wash and launder money. You know, like Garland. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. Monster, monster, monster.
No, we've got to get justice here, and justice needs to be served. You can't interfere in a presidential election without consequences. At least you couldn't. You used to not be able to in America. What about those ballot harvesters, Josh Hawley? What about uh, all the Democrat scourge that circumvented state legislatures and those corrupt judges? You know, like the two crooked bastards in Cook County who sit on the Table of Wisdom LLC with the lowlife roach Eddie Burke who will never see a day in jail. What about them? What about all that scandal and skullduggery? And that's what happened here. That's what this report shows, that one political party, the Democrats, tried to use the FBI to rig a presidential election and just about got away with it. They succeeded. Uh, Josh, yeah, they succeeded. They did get away. Not just about. This idiot's pretending to be president. Hello, folks. Shut up. In getting the FBI to intervene. They succeeded in getting the FBI to lie to a court to get wiretaps. They succeeded in getting a presidential campaign, Donald Trump's campaign, spied on. I mean, it's, it's amazing. If there's something like this in American history, I don't know what it is. And that's why I say there needs to be prosecutions. There needs to be accountability. And the FBI has got to be overhauled now, top to bottom. It, it's got to be completely reformed. Now start off by defunding it. All of it. All of it. They suck anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to say that? After all, there's such the success, you know, with all of the political corruption and throughout America, isn't there? Right? How far is the FBI headquarters from Mike Madigan's office? Oh, quarter mile. Yeah, they're doing a bang up job. Ron Valparaiso. Hey, uh, Sean, this Durham report is such a soft, soft. They use soft language in it. Oh, they violated oh. procedures. Well, oh, I- they broke the law. Should have said. The FBI broke the law. Hey, Ron, if they would have hired me, you'd get the language you want in it. But uh, they have to walk a fine line. After all, uh, Durham doesn't want to get audited for the rest of his his existence and have his kids' property seized. That's the kind of third-world hellhole we're living in, Ron. The good news is you're showing off living in Valparaiso. At least you have the safety of a decent state government. Imagine being an Illinoisan. Thank you very much for the law. But you're exactly correct. That's what I mean. They got away with it. You know... It's the perfect crime, political crime. Nobody talks about it. One election, you're in charge of trillions of dollars. And sure, you destroy the country. But those emergencies are the Trojan horses you hide in. That's how you sneak in more and more and more government. And it doesn't matter. We just need more failure. And when it comes to failure, nobody fails like Democrats. A bus of migrants from Texas arrived in front of the vice president's office this morning, vice president's house this morning. What's your response to, to that, to more buses of migrants being sent from Texas to Washington, D.C.? It is a both sad um, and tragic day uh, when a government official uses migrants as a pawn for political purposes. That's what you've always done, you crooked, bald bastard. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more 
to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. In 28 years, that same party is now the party of failure, destruction, and corruption. They are reaping the rewards of destroying and bankrupting the most successful nation on the planet, and they're all getting fat and rich from it. But the opportunity uh, to generate a united Ukraine, uh, getting it right, is uh, is within your grasp. And we want to be your uh, your partner, your friend in the project. We want to, and we're ready to assist. Everywhere you look, crime, corruption, and thievery. That's because Democrats are in charge. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. I've been waiting to talk to our next guest because I've been a fan of his for a while. Just follow me, because we need a little He's not only a chef, and he produces a fantastic product. He's the executive chef and founder and CEO of Calico Fish House, seafood restaurant based out of Sunset Beach, California. I believe he is piece of a franchise. Uh, you've seen him on Food Network. His name is Chef Andrew Gruel. Chef, thank you for joining me. How are you? Oh, what an honor. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. Andrew, really, I've liked you for a while. And what I like about you is that you were born in 1980. You could practically be my son. I'm so proud of you because you did something that most people take for granted. You have a skill of, of cooking and you've made a very successful career and an impact and really affected hundreds of thousands of lives with your gift. And it's something in America we take for granted, the small business entrepreneur and the effect they have on people, not just because you produce a product people like, but you employ a tremendous amount of people, don't you? It's all about our team members. That's what, that's why we work. You know, I started off as a kid. I had a thousand different jobs like everybody. But the way I bought my first decent car was I was a waiter. And it's a tremendous amount of work. You work very hard for it. The restaurant owner kind of takes you on and gives you a little something. And you really make your money on how good you are at at being a server. And you can make a lot, a lot of money. And, you know, like everybody else, you file your taxes and the rest of it. And that doesn't seem to be good enough for this new insatiable government. I heard a little murmur that you uh, were going to kind of enlighten us about. And that's the way the IRS plans to kind of raid the tip jar. Is that right? Raiding the tip jar. That's a great way to put it. So effectively, you know, prior to these new changes, restaurants were responsible for making sure the servers were claiming their credit card tips because that was all transparent anyway. That gets reported to the government by the credit card companies. 
And the threshold is 10%. If they see anything below 10%, they audit you because they assume that people are making more than 10%. Plus, they also have the numbers right there. So what you claim is what you claim. When it comes to cash tips, you know, you're given the cash table side. The server puts it in their pocket, and then it is incumbent upon them to claim what they make in cash tips up to whatever threshold they feel is necessary. Once again, the, the, the standard is 10%, and they claim those cash tips. Well, what the current administration and the IRS is proposing is, is that people aren't claiming enough in cash tips or tips in general. Perhaps they're not going back and forth enough with the rest, the, sorry, with the credit card companies. So they're, they're going to go back and retroactively audit. And if you have not claimed up to that 10% threshold in cash tips, which, Sean, I can tell you right now, nobody is claiming their cash tips. That's just the reality of the game. Then the server is going to be penalized. And the restaurant is going to be penalized. They're going to get penalized with penalties. Then they're going to have to pay interest on the penalties. They're going to pay the original fine plus the money that you owe. Well, you know, I have two questions about that when I bring this up. Number one, how are you going to go back and get all these people to then cough up that money? Most of these people are, are low income, right? 35, 40, maybe $45,000 a year. Some of them make a lot more, but well below that $400,000 promise. And then number two, how am I as the restaurant going to force my servers to claim a certain amount of money and put them under the, you know, the Gestapo lamp to make sure that they're telling me the truth? And then why am I as a small business owner, the entrepreneur responsible for that? You have become an agent and an enforcer of the gangster government. And you know, Andrew, when you're talking, I'm thinking about when I was young and when I wanted to make money and how hard it was to make money. But more importantly, as you're talking, all I keep thinking about, this is a government that the Pentagon has lost $6 trillion it cannot account for. You have the housing department of our government loses trillions of dollars it cannot account for. Ironically, the IRS itself, massive budget, has been caught in numerous financial scandals of pretending to go to Las Vegas as if they were entrepreneurs and business workers. It is a gangster fracking government, and the idea that they have this power over Hardworking people reminds me why all my ancestors left socialist countries. I can't stand what's happened. And this has to be particularly hard for you because you're in a business that the government already shut down for the last three fracking years, right? Well, restaurants have become the enemy since the COVID pandemic. I don't know if you've kind of, you know, felt that same sentiment. And we're the enemy for various reasons. Number one, we're the enemy because apparently we're not, we don't treat our workers well, which come to my restaurant and ask them how much they make. And we treat them like family. So, you know, you can't say that on out of one side of your mouth and then on the other hand say, well, the business now needs to put the servers under investigation and start treating them as if they're just, you know, taxpayers. And then we have to hold them accountable. That's going to create even more animosity between restaurant owner and team member, number one. And number two, this is all about look at the Bolshevik playbook, the Bolshevik res- revolution. Entrepreneurs and small business owners are the enemy. We are the enemy. Everything should be run by the state. Large corporations merge with the state, thus corporatism. And anybody trying to operate as a small business owner is, is, is the enemy and they should be taken out. And this is just another roadblock barrier or, or you know, a, a tool or weapon to use against small business owners to create not just this animosity internally, but then the financial penalties. It's hard enough as it is breaking even in this economy then dealing with these kind of retroactive audits. What small business owner has a tax firm sitting waiting to just go through and, you know, provide the help necessary in any of these audits. So this is going to be 
an absolute disaster. And it's it's going to do exactly the intention that you were referring to. It is going to intimidate. It is going to extort. It is going to drive people out of business. And that is if you haven't already been driven out of business by your state government. And that's the part that I find disgusting. California, I used to, when I was a kid, I wanted to be in the movie business. I fantasized. When I got money, I, I, would, I, I went there before I got married. After I got married, I took my kids there. What government has done to that state is atrocious. What you've lived through after being successful your whole life is outrageous. And instead of being rewarded or welcomed after all of the fascism and atrocity you've lived through now your workers are going to be intimidated how are you going to sustain this and have you ever thought of leaving california you know a lot of people ask me that and uh you know the reason i'm not going to leave california is number one it's beautiful right it's an absolutely gorgeous state yes. that's one thing it's got going for it number two i actually do firmly believe that the, the lion's share of people and voters in california are if not moderate they're 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 relatively conservative in the sense that they want the government out of their lives. I think that unfortunately they've fallen to a lot of propaganda, which of course is run by, you know, kind of the fourth arm of the government, the media. And I think that there's, you know, there's time is ripe right now for people to stand up and realize what's happening. And the economy, unfortunately has gotten so out of control because the economy is a living, breathing thing and you can't control it the way in which they think they've been able to control it. And the narrative has flipped off course because the truths are starting to come out. And I'm happy to be here in California and lead the charge from a from a reasonable and a rational perspective to show you how you can be an independent entrepreneur and you can stand up to this. You know, I'll tell you, when I spoke out during the pandemic, seven days after I went on a viral rant about Governor Newsom and his hypocrisy, I got served 16 subpoenas and a labor commissioner's investigation on businesses that I have that don't even have employees claiming employee mishandling, misconduct, et cetera, unpaid wages. All of it ended up getting thrown out. But the point is I had to spend almost $100,000 fighting this thing with absolutely yeah. no recourse, and that's what they'll do. And that's that's the part of fascism that it really infuriates me. And, you know, I have to tell you, Andrew, I'm not a conservative. Ironically, I'm the real liberal. I believe in American principles that are steeped in the unalienable rights of the individual. What I'm most sickened of is in California, that used to be the hub of true liberalism. Yet here they are, out of both envy, greed, and bitterness, cheering for a fascist, a fraud, a failure, ironically backed by Getty money. Does Newsom have the popularity uh, the media would like you to believe outside of, or inside California? You know, he does not. He does not. Although he's he's you know, he's uh, presentable, he's well spoken and he's got the media machine behind him. And unfortunately, we haven't put up the best candidates here in California, because even a lot of the candidates that we have put up, you know, to kind of counter Newsom, you, they, they 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 try and play the games to be likable. And all that that does is make them look weak. And, you know, I'm not naming names. But what we need is, look, at the end of the day, I agree with you. Uh, heck, uh, call me a bleeding heart liberal. I believe in individual liberties, yeah. and I believe that the workers should be taken care of, and I don't think that those in power should be able to utilize their power to make more money off the backs of these hardworking Americans. Call me, you know, call me a communist, if you will. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Andrew, I watched. I watch a lot of politics, and, and that's all I do. I don't watch sports. I give a rip about grown men in costumes chasing balls. But one thing that fascinated me was you had a developer running the developer was a decent guy from what I could gather. 
But he has that air of being a developer. It's that Trump stigma where, oh, you're a developer. And, you know, you have that culture of corruption where they have to deal with a corrupt government rather than tip it over. But a guy like you who started a business, what's the other? You have a franchise called Slapfish or something, don't you? I, I did. I sold it last June, actually. Oh. I took it from one food truck in 2012 to 27 locations uh, internationally. That's the story I read. That's what's inspirational to me. You have this success of earning your money the fracking hard way. 16-hour days delivering a product that people, if they don't like it, you're out of business the next day. I wonder, do you, have you given thought to going into politics? I have given thought. You know, I like to dance around that conversation a little bit. I've got four kids right now, two, four, eight, and 12. And uh, I said, <laughs> when they're ready to rally around me and they give me the word, then I'll throw myself in the line of fire. Because quite honestly, I'm getting sick and tired of these do-nothing, know-nothing, political pimps and whores destroying my country. They've, if they can ruin California, they can ruin anywhere. Illinois was already a, a sewer of corruption with Chicago. They just thought it was gonna, they were going to get in on this scam and it wouldn't destroy their city. And now you see it's destroyed. But you're originally from New Jersey, right? That's right. So I understand corruption as well, having grown up in New Jersey. Uh, but, you know, Sean, I'll say this one thing is that politics isn't as intellectual as people would lead you to believe. They try and kind of cloud your judgment with this pseudo intellectualism. But really, it's pretty simple. You know, give hardworking Americans a break. Let them work hard. Let them create jobs. Over 60 percent of the jobs that are created in America are done so through small businesses. Yeah. Allow that kind of institution to flourish don't tax people out of the money that they need to reinvest in the economy and treat people well. It's pretty simple, right? Yes, but you're advocating for a private economy. There's more corruption, there's more power, there's more control in a government economy. And I am hard-pressed to think of how much of a private economy we have in America nowadays when you could go after waiters and bartenders and barbacks for cash that nobody knows but they assume they know. That's not a good sign, brother. You were right when you mentioned the Bolsheviks. We are more like the USSA than the USA, and I need it to change. But more importantly, I need you to open up one of these restaurants in Florida, specifically Naples, because I live there, love the product, and I left a Democrat sewer, and it's paradise there. And I'm not saying you got to move, and I don't want you to abandon your California, but have you ever thought about a little business in Naples, Florida? Uh, 100%. My dad lives in Florida, and uh, we go there all the time. And, you know, I just got to find the right partner, and we'll, we'll make it happen. Oh, um, you know, our formula of running restaurants is a simple one. Great food, great service, treat our workers well, charge the right prices, and it works. And I'm wondering, when you were being shut down and locked up like you did something wrong for three years in COVID, were you keeping an eye on exactly what was happening and the, how the new businesses were opening and thriving in a state that protects freedom? Were you looking at that? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, I was watching that with hearts in my eyes. And I think also um, I'm looking at what uh, he's doing there and how he's putting up state protection for federal abuses. And I'm hoping other states will follow. And I think this could be an opportunity for you. So will you do me a favor? And when you make the announcement that you're going to run for governor of California, will you give me a heads up and I'll have you back on? Hey, you'll be the first person I call, I assure you. Chef Andrew Gruel, where can my people go to support you, to see what you're releasing and your take on things? Do you do this on your site? Yeah, you can, well, you can go to ChefGruel.com. You can go follow me as Chef Gruel on Twitter, and or you can even check out my substack. The name is American Gravy. I love it. And please keep up the fight. Don't get tired. And if you do and you want to yell, you come on my show. We got a deal? 
Uh, you're the best. Thank you so much for having me. It's certainly an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Chef Andrew Gruel. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. God, I just love hearing his voice. I freaking love it, squirrel. And I'll tell you why. It's reminiscent of a time when the government wasn't the common denominator of every freaking thing. Like some European Marxist socialist hellhole. Like Chicago. New York, New Jersey, and California. That's what this mafia does. It destroys and attacks everything. And who is in the mafia? Failures and frauds. Not just the mayor dimwit. What's his name? Brandon Lightfoot? That's it. That's his new name. Brandon Lightfoot. Brandon Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. You're nothing. And all of these bureaucrats, you're nothing. Did you ever notice how they get the jobs? They just kiss ass. That's all they do. Whoever heard of this dimwit, Cardona, who's now in charge of schools, this lying moron fraud. At one point, you wanted to teach our kids Ibram X. Kendi's uh, findings and his teachings that capitalism is racist. Do you believe capitalism is essentially racist? Mr. Kendi called Justice Amy Coney Barrett a white colonizer because she adopted two Haitian children. Do you think that's appropriate to teach our kids? White people created the AIDS virus. Is that divisive? Abraham Lincoln is a white supremacist. Is Abraham Lincoln a white supremacist? You could choose to use your time to be divisive. I want to work together. U.S. students' civics and history scores were released, and they were the worst ever in American history. And I I think that's because Democrats rely on dummies. That's what the D is for. Dummies. They rely on dummies who can't figure out you're a lying fascist fraud. Did you encourage states to adopt student vaccine mandates? I did not encourage states to adopt uh, student vaccine mandates. Where states, excuse me, sir, you said right here, not only do I support it, but I'm encouraging states to come up with a plan to make sure it happens. The title of the article is Education Secretary Backs Mandatory School COVID-19 Mandates. Sir, you could read the article or you could talk to the person that was in that position then. The person is a lying scum. The person is a self-aggrandizing fraud. The person doesn't know the truth if I slap him in the back of the head with a fish, like Slapfish from Chef Andrew Gruel. Uh, I supported schools reopening, and in local districts where they were having vaccine mandates, I supported uh, the decision made by the local. So I guess Politico misquoted you. Yeah, they misquoted you. You're just another Democrat, and all you know how to do is lie. Were you aware before they drafted that letter? Were you aware or did you work with the the school board association? Absolutely not. We had nothing to do with the letter that they wrote. Okay, but that's surprising because the people from the school board association said that that you they were writing the letter given direction from the White House as from a request from Secretary Cardona. Yeah, I'll repeat you. We had nothing to do with that letter. You're a liar. And you got caught like you do because you're stupid. You're a dummy, a liar, and a Democrat. You have created it. It's in your guidance. Multiple states have sued you to keep you from enforcing this. Only the good ones. So I would like you to state, yes or no, will you say unequivocally that biological men do not belong in our girls' locker rooms and showers? We absolutely, as a father and as an educator, 
educator absolutely support making sure that uh, boys and girls use different uh, showers. That That's common sense. What I will say, though, is that we have the responsibility also to ensure that all students feel safe and welcome yes. in their school. No, they don't. Not the scummy, creepy ones. Those ones don't get to feel safe. Only the good ones do. The real ones. The real boys and the real girls. Not the other ones. They don't get to feel safe. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical... Yeah. Well, you're still a man. You don't get to shower with my daughter. Now get in the right shower, dummy. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Like a Ukrainian government thief. Daughter partying like rock stars. Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the like, head of the, the country's going. Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case a day after releasing these photos Ooh, the show stacks of American $100 bills. Stacks, baby, stealing stacks. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by Hey, I wonder an if American the IRS is going to audit him. You think so? I don't think the IRS audits the Ukrainians. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling. $28 million and, and never forget who they answer to. Never, ever forget. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> hang on, Joe. We got a good scam going, baby. Just hang on tight. It's going to be great. You're going to be able to pay for those $6,000 suits you bust out. How did, you, how did he buy all those houses? Bust out. He's bought the DuPont mansion, never had a freaking job. You guys like it nice and crooked, huh, Cream Puff Jim? Is that why you think Daly still lives in Bridgeport? Go ahead. Anyway. Yeah. I can say that. He's hanging off Viagra, a bar stool. No, no, drunk. No, Viagra. What, yeah. What's with Viagra? Uh, Rudy was loaded on Viagra. He's trying to. He's trying to he had the hookup from Ed Burke. Do you ever see him well, at Tavern I mean, Rush? What does it make? Does it make you sweat that much or what? Do you, you sweat like a You're going to have to ask Ed Burke. I always thought he was on something. He'd be slipping and twitching around. He had those yeah, but I never saw any, I've $30 met any, hookers saw, on I, Rush Street. I've met, any, I, I've met any a few times. I never saw any sweating like uh, Rudy. Rudy sweated like uh, like he was in a steam bath. Well, I listen, guess he was... I, the next few days, the next few days, you'll see that. Anyway, they're selling, they're selling bars for two million bucks. You know what's funny? I never saw Bill Daly sweat. Did you ever see that bald crook sweat? I never saw the Daly no, brother sweat. I don't, I don't, How about the one that, to, the only one that could read? The, the one in Cook County. What's his name with the with the hair? The only one that can read. What's it, John? I can't remember. The one who's the Cook County Commission. That other crook. They're all walking around. Their wives all think orgasm is a planet next to Pluto, though. That's the curse of the Irish. Thank you very much, Cream Puff Jim. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Very good. How are you? Your interview with Andrew Gruel was outstanding. Um, I, it, it really bothers me that they're hidden waitresses because um, my mom was a waitress, and they work hard. They work really oh. hard. Oh, out of my all way. the time on their feet, yelling, yep. putting up with dimwit Democrats. Did I ever tell you why I don't? Why I, I got out of the business? I used to be a a waiter in banquets. It was called uh, Nielsen's. It was attached to a bar, Eric and me. And I needed to buy uh, this car I wanted, so I would work all the banquets days. And it was an Easter or a Mother's Day. It was a holiday, and I had this dimwit. She would go, "Could you get me uh, an equal?" 
I go get the equal. She said, could you get me a, a, a sugar? I get the sugar. Could you get me an, a, a, another one, the Splenda? I'd get the Splenda. She was organizing the sugar tray so that it all matched. I'm in the middle of serving. I, I swear to God, I actually started twitching. I was going to take her by that fake wig she had and just bang her head off at a table. Of, I said, maybe I should get out of the waiter business. Go ahead. It's, it's such a hard job, you know, and these women work hard, and they put food on the table for their family. And you got an uh, oppressive government coming down and taking what they have and what they earned, hard work. It's still, it's like your it's like your guest said. It's the destruction of hard work. It's the destruction of the small business person. Simultaneously, the- with the money that they take from those people, like your mother, like the like his employees, simultaneously, they're sending it to a fake country that's known as right. corrupt from the time the Soviet Union collapsed. Known not just or- for the Azov Nazis, but for a corrupt government. And they're, they lost the money. And the millions, the billions, all gone. And nobody wants to answer, oh, we're going to go get the money from the server. Why, you crooked bastard. That's, that's how you want, know you're living in a third world hellhole. Or they're distributing it to people that just don't want to work here. It's an insult to everybody and everybody's family that worked hard to get where they achieved and then how they raised their families when they had to work two jobs. Oh, it's Greg. an insult. You're never going to get elected to the Senate that way. You could get a job on K Street, though. And there, you buy these whores. The way uh, a lot of guys go used to used to buy the politicians on Madison Street. Same scam. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I almost swore there I would have lost the whole gig, but go ahead. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Hey, you come pretty close all the time and everything like that, but I'll tell you what, you got a pretty good... Um, system there to catch you something you gotta have the governor yeah plus i got squirrel as backup go ahead oh yeah man i'll tell you what man makes me sick i I thought that our biggest problem was with the uh media being all uh overrun with the democrats and being 100 percent um on the democrat side and everything but i'll tell you what what's so sick our tax money is going to pay for this rotten corrupt fbi cia that are so rotten they're worse than the uh they're worse than the media because they're so damn dangerous they break all these laws. They had uh, intent. You can prove the intent of these people, what they did with, uh, with uh, uh, Trump and all the Trump people and everything, that they did it purposely. All their lying and scheming and everything, because they used to say, oh, well, maybe they just didn't know. And maybe, no, no, this report that came out shows it was 100% purposeful. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a political tool now. It'll be used for fundraising. But I have breaking story. Breaking story for Craig and Mount Greenwood and the rest of you. Well, now an update on the Hunter Biden tax evasion investigation, an IRS whistleblower who claims to have information about mishandling of this probe now says the entire IRS investigative team has been removed. I'm sorry. Did she say removed? I believe she said removed. You know what that means? That means that crack smoking, sister-in-law banging, low-life, wretched scumbag who was a bag man for the Chinese Communist Party, for the Ukrainian oligarch Ihor Kolomoisky and his stooges. He got away with it. Hunter Biden, a moron, slip and fall, two-bit lawyer that never really practiced, stole and was the liaison for the sabotage of our nation. And now the IRS, the same entity who gets how many thousand new agents to audit Republicans never audit the bureaucracies. How about you start with the Pentagon? Nah. All right. How about Hunter Biden? No, because he is la cosa nostra.
claiming that removal was retaliation after the whistleblower contacted Congress to allege a cover-up in this case. The removal order came from the the Department of Justice. Chief Washington correspondent Blake Berman joins us live. So, Blake, how is the White House responding to all this? So far, they have not come out specifically about this uh, exact case, Nicole. No, no, no. Well, the president's getting his diaper changed. But the rest of them are dancing around like somebody yelled for a naked twister game. They love that they got away with it. They're crooked bastards. Though it does raise some pretty serious allegations and and really questions about, uh, one, the investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes, but also, secondly, the idea and the belief here in Washington among Democrats and Republicans uh, that whistleblowers should be protected. Now, News Nation has obtained this letter that was put forth by the attorneys of this whistleblower, who is also believed to be a part of the IRS team investigating Hunter Biden. Now, those attorneys. Oh, you better be careful. You might get the old Clinton treatment. I don't mean the one where Bill Clinton drops his pants. I mean, the other one where you end up dead in a park somewhere. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Good news is, amidst all of these scandals and prima facie evidence of bureaucratic corruption, there's always an emergency to hide behind. We need What we need now is an emergency. We need a big, big, good old-fashioned emergency. A bus of migrants from Texas arrived in front of the vice president's office this morning, vice president's house this morning. What's your response to, to that, to more buses of migrants being sent from Texas to Washington, D.C.? It is a both sad um, and tragic day uh, when a government official uses migrants as a pawn for political purposes. That's every day that ends in why, you bald Marxist fraud. Not only will migrants be staying here at the Roosevelt Hotel, they will also be receiving legal and medical services. And it turns out, according to the New York Post, at least four migrants will be in need of legal services after being arrested and charged with assault during two separate fights. Oh, yeah, they, they, they like stabbing, big on the stabby. And these are the ones with the face tattoos. These are the ones that uh, Trump used to refer to as bad hombres. Now you're paying for their legal advice. Hmm. Squirrel, you have a lawyer? No. How about your medical advice? Do you uh, does the government pay for your medical advice, uh, uh, medical needs? No, you have to pay that stuff yourself. I know you were sick recently. Do you have to pay the doctor? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, squirrel! If only you uh, were part of MS thirteen, it would all be on the house. Early Sunday morning. Take a look. It happened just about a mile from where we are at the nearby Stewart Hotel. The NYPD confirms they responded to two separate altercations early Sunday morning. In total, four people were charged with assault. Six were given summons for disorderly conduct. Police would not confirm with us if those 10 people are, in fact, migrants. But we do know this hotel is being used as an emergency migrant shelter. Now, here at the Roosevelt Hotel, where. Yeah, does this hotel have rooms? I'd like a grilled cheese. And what about this Cinemax? Does it come with the nude? Is that on the government, too? Why not? We are. The city plans to open 175 rooms this week for children and families and then eventually scale it up to 850 rooms. Mayor Adams. Now, I wonder who owns the hotels. I mean, aside from Pritzker's family, who exactly is reaping the rewards of this? And you don't think this is an orchestrated issue, emergency problem? Oh, yes, it's just like the debt ceiling or the war in Ukraine. They love it. 
Let me ask you something. What rate of illegal immigration did we have in 2020? Do you know anything? I asked you a question. Do you know anything? How long have you been in office? I've been in office 11 years now. Okay. Take the calendar in multiple administrations. Except your. Okay, you don't get to argue with me. The talking point of the Democrats, which this media reporter happily parrots, is gosh, the problem can't be fixed. There's one little problem with that. It is an utter and complete lie. In 2020, the last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed Remain in Mexico. And we turned this problem around and solved it. And we went from Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And the first day in office, he made political decisions to cause this problem. What about that, Mayorka? You bald failure fraud. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of money, though, when the problems are solved. You need the big problems. Describes this facility as the main asylum seeker arrival center on top of the eight humanitarian emergency relief centers and the 140 plus hotel rooms across the city that have been turned. Didn't Brandon Lightfoot, the new mayor of Chicago, just sign an executive order to do the same thing? I think Brandon Lightfoot did into shelters. Now, public school gymnasiums are also becoming part of the mayor's solution. Take a look at this. Similar to these images that we saw last week at a former NYPD training facility, Politico reports migrants are now living at a Coney Island school as well as a former public school on... Sounds just like Chicago, doesn't it? Sounds just like New York, just like Philadelphia, just like California, wherever there's a Democrat fraud who can steal and trim a little money off of the f- welfare, off of the housing vouchers, off of the emergency. This is what they really like. It's nothing new. This is how they make their money. It's all part of the scam. Why, Miller? Why, Miller, are you there? Hey, Sean. Mar- yeah, hey, Sean. A great show tonight. Hey, I'm just heading out to the wake uh, for uh, Officer Ariana Preston. It's in Oakland. Three to three to nine tonight, and the funeral is at ten o'clock. This is a police officer yeah. who was uh, murdered ten days ago. So I just want to have everybody. I wonder how the other police officers feel about the executive order by Brandon Lightfoot to seize control over the Chicago Police Department, negating the unions and all the rest of it. I wonder how they feel about it. Could you find out? Well, it's very disturbing, and uh, you know we got to turn this around in Chicago. Oh, you're not going to turn. Think it about all. You better start thinking about selling your property like Groupon and like uh, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and like everybody else who isn't in the mafia. Everybody else who's going to get extorted. Think about Groupon paying $9.2 trillion to break their lease and get the hell out of here. You'd think they were like a Walmart or some other other form of convenience that you took for granted all of these years and now you put a true believer Marxist in office have you had enough of Democrat corruption and failure are you thirsty for more the answer is you're thirsty for more you keep voting Democrat now you're going to get what you deserve 312-642-5600 from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it's 
interesting. Throughout history, only a third of humanity is worth anything. One third just hangs on, and another third works actively to enslave the two thirds. We're the good guys fighting against the fascists, the Marxists, the mafia, the Democrats, and a lot of Republicans. Government has grown. The Leviathan is insatiable. Law is the weapon. But law can also be the shield. My next guest specializes in using law as the shield of the American, of the enlightened, of the free man. He is Larry Clayman. You know him as the former chairman of Judicial Watch. He is the current chairman of Freedom Watch. And Larry Clayman is who I consult when I realize there are no restraints on our corrupt government. Larry, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Very good. You know, Larry. Law is can be expected, living in tyranny. It is because I also know you're in the best place when it comes to living in tyranny. You're in Florida, and they are putting up obstructions to the federal fascism. Hmm. But there are people, my audience, me right now, as I visit the formerly great city, now a sewer of corruption in Chicago. When the bureaucracies are now circling the wagons, when you see the IRS discount and shake off an investigation into the crack smoking sun of the most corrupt president this country's ever had. What do you do at this point when the bureaucracies are now the enforcers and protectors of the government? Uh, We're in a state of revolution, Sean. That's where we are right now. The American people don't know it because they're asleep at the switch. A lot of them, not our supporters, not yours. But we are in a revolutionary state. And there's something that's going to happen. Let me make a prediction. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but there's something that's going to give here. Because we have a brain-dead criminal president, totally corrupted, someone who's an employee of communist China and others. And we are in wars overseas, either current wars or ones that are on the horizon, such as with Taiwan and the communist Chinese. Uh, And you've got the prospect of more pandemics. You've got diseased people running across the border. Um, I've mentioned the drug traffickers, human traffickers, sex traffickers, and terrorists. Uh, I can go on and on and on. And, and you know, now in, in Chicago, there you are with a virtual communist as mayor. Yeah. I mean, this guy is frightening. And- so these are the people in and around Biden uh, who have, are making a conscious effort to destroy this country, resulting in hugely high food prices, gas prices going up again, rampant crime. And you know it in Chicago, what goes on there and other major cities. You've got. Uh, a stopo of a Justice Department quelling all dissent, and then you've got federal judges in D.C. and New York that make you get down on your knees and beg for forgiveness to get lesser jail time as if this were Iran, North Korea, or Russia, you know, forced confessions. Uh, there's just so much the American people can take, and I've, I think we are at a flashpoint of a violent revolution. I'm not advocating it. We're trying to prevent that at Freedom Watch with our citizens' trials and grand juries, and you can go see what we do at freedomwatchusa.org, and please contribute to our cause with tax-deductible contributions. But, and you, you know, know, that is where we are today. Larry, I was, I was thinking about you because the prima facie evidence of what our government has become is abundant. It's ample. It's everywhere. And, you know, I, heard, I saw the report come out, and, okay, congratulations, you just caught up to what we were saying, specifically me and you, for seven years but the reality is what can we do 
to put the restraints back on a government that has nullified the restraints on it as I listen to morons like KJP yeah. talk about really a fascistic regime versus a representative Republican government. Fire the government. Fire the government. We need to declare independence and create a new government, not a new nation. We need to get rid of all these people. Turn the TV on and see Kevin McCarthy smiling with Joe Biden today like they're best friends. Okay, so this country's going down the drain. Republican leader, it's- Democrat leader. You know, it's disgusting. And look at the Durham report. Four and a half years, tens of millions of dollars, and the guy doesn't do squat. It's, it's unbelievable. And that's being lauded as this great victory, you know, for justice. It's not a victory for justice. It was a giant cover-up. No one's been indicted, except for Kevin Kleinsmith, who pled guilty, the guy who falsified an FBI affidavit with a steel dossier, and, and then gets off virtually scot-free with probation. And the D.C. Bar Disciplinary Council, which has been going after conservative lawyers for years, including me, I might add, yes. they're not going to succeed. You know, he gets a slap on the wrist. He's not even disbarred. But if you're a conservative, if you are a person of faith, if you are someone who actually believes in the vision and creation of our founding fathers, you're in a, on a, a, a species watch list. You're an endangered species in this country. And, and this sounds extreme, Sean, but I believe they'd like to see us all dead. I really do. I they want to they take, take it over. I don't think there's any question about it. But here's the other thing that I find fascinating, Lair. There is no qualification on these people. I have clips of, of, of Senator Fetterman. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. It's disgraceful. But Joe Biden in particular is clearly unfit and unable to perform the tasks. So it's funny that you mention Kevin McCarthy. I cannot for the life of me understand how you could come out of a room with this dimwit, Joe Biden, and not say we have to impeach him. He is unfit to be in the position he's at. Why is that something that's not even uttered among what? Because people, I mean, it's mutual assured destruction, it's mutual assured destruction. We know the FBI works for the left and the Democrats. At least we know that you don't take a rocket scientist. They all have dirt on each other. Yeah, that's why. And, and you know, so, hey, let's just party on. Let's have our little dog and pony shows on Capitol Hill with these hearings. Why don't we bring, you know, scotch and and other alcohol, maybe even some marijuana and party on. OK. Yeah. And and the American people, you know, will think we're doing something when, in fact, what we're doing is raising money and acquiring more power. And let's not rock the boat here because we're in control and the American people are eating crumbs. Sound like the French up to the Bastille? It sounds like the third world countries we watch from around the world on on different news outlets where the people are so harmless, so helpless, I should say, that they, they have no other recourse but to become protagonists in, in, in action. But the problem is they get squashed, Larry. And, and, and the really interesting thing is they're able to lie with no recourse, the government, when I say they. The fact of the matter is buttered up against the debt ceiling is actually the greatest thing in the world for people who are understand we're being robbed of our money. And when they're buttered up against the debt ceiling, the first thing they get paid is the debt itself, and then second behind that is Social Security and other obligations. The only thing it changes is they can't continue to spend money on their unjust wars and on their corrupt uh, projects. Why is it that so few people in this country understand that, in your opinion? Because they're asleep at the switch. They remember the way it was. You know, Maybe it's like the movie The Way We Were with Robert Redford, and, yeah. and uh, it's not funny, of course, no. and Barbara Streisand. 
you know, they, they think that things will be okay because they've been okay financially up to this point, but they're not okay. And, and look at, you know, the mass shootings, look at Most of them are young kids. And, you know, I think they're at the point, these young kids, not only, you know, has, have there any, have their sense of right and wrong been destroyed, degrading Judeo-Christian values and ethics, but they're at the point where they figure, okay, you know, the world is terrible. Maybe I'll commit suicide. I might as well take a few people with me. And that's where we are. We've destroyed our youth. Uh, we're turning them in, not just in snowflakes, we're turning them into, you know, yeah. gays, lesbians, transgenders, and you know what, because that's cool. You got to do that. It's cool, you know, and do it behind your, your parents' backs too, you know. It's like a tattoo, you know, and it's not going to come off. So to speak. Feudalism is so, depressing, and that's what we're really experiencing. You know, there was an uptick uh, in, in suicides under the Obama economy as well. This is something that I think the um, the opposition to the Democrat mafia is afraid of. They're mm-hmm. afraid of a lot of these topics, mm-hmm. and that's why I think the hierarchy are all pretty much neo Democrats anyway. Um, but I wonder what you think the people are, because you see, you have the climate of the people. You have your 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 organization that has membership, and you have people watching. In Florida, it's a different world. I try to explain this to Chicagoans. I'm wondering what you predict the people, the majority of Americans, if they're sick and tired of what we all know is a corrupted government. Well, like I said at the outset, John, we are at, we are in revolution right now. We just don't know it. And now is the time for the American people to use the peaceful and legal means before it's too late, before it gets violent. And that's why I do want people to join us in our justice league. I know I'm plugging myself, but we need more resources. We need more lawyers. We need more paralegals. We need to try these people ourselves we have the right to do it before July 1st, 1870. We didn't have a Justice Department, and there's nothing on the books that says that we can't enforce the rule of law ourselves. It's time that we do it again. <clears throat> That's what Wyatt Earp did <clears throat> when they killed his brothers, okay? So, and, and he's deified at this point. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't see that we can ask the government to do anything anymore. I really don't. And the current polls say that only 6% of the American people, and those people are probably brain dead as well, like Biden, believe anything the government tells them. They don't believe anything. And that's a very dangerous situation. Suppose we get into a, a crisis, you know, we're on the brink of nuclear war. Can you believe anything Biden or our government tells you? Well, I have to tell you, in my position, in doing a radio on a, on a weekday basis, you know, five days a week, it's interesting. I get a lot of listeners and a lot of people, and there's a lot of news that want you to buy into the 2024 election. We're 538 days away from the next election. I am not going to waste my audience time with the idea of pretending the election system, the electoral system in this country has any credibility. To me, it does not. Not only because of what we saw with with uh, uh, Donald Trump, but what we see in these Democrat strongholds like the Kerry Lake election. To me, this is unbelievable that we are still pretending okay if we get the right candidate we can win is there a way the american people can call for no, you can't win you can't win but not can, with this sean can't we call for the idea that we need an anonymous election of which was was something we put in during the king because the king would kill you now we don't need anonymity after all we're the land of the free and the home of the brave why don't we just have our names and our declaration of who we vote for? What if we were to call for something radical? 
um, like that. I mean, after all, the Democrats are proud of who they are. Why don't we just go back to putting our name? This is Larry Clayman. I vote for Trump. And this way we can have an easy audit system. Uh, why do we? Yeah, well, we need a new government rules? to carry that out. We need a new government to carry that out. And this government can't do it. It's too corrupted. We see the deep state. We see how infected it is with corruption and with, you know, it's, it's really sad. But Americans delude themselves into thinking that we have a more honest system than other countries in the rest of the world. No, we don't. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's among the worst. Look at look at England. You know, we thought we were creating a government and, and a nation that would break away and, and form a new nation. We did that. We succeeded for 200 and some years. But now even England is more progressive, progressive in the real progressive sense, not in the leftist progressive sense than we are. If they have a prime minister that gets scandal ridden like Boris Johnson, they get rid of him. If yeah. they have a one that succeeds him, like Liz Truss, who, who lies about the budget, they get rid of her. We can't. An atom bomb wouldn't get rid of the cockroaches that are infesting our government right now. You can't do it. You know, I, I, so, I'm, I'm curious to know your opinion of what you see on the world stage. It's a funny thing that's happening. I think Americans are above I- arrogant and ignorant when they think of what the rest of the world sees us as. We were once considered a superpower, and we were once considered that because we had laws and we had principles. We've deviated from that for decades, arguably 40, 50 years, whatever the case is. But when you see the peace organization and the diplomacy Mm. that's happening in Moscow, it is shocking to me. Iran, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Syria, all backed by China, Russia, all had a summit with India where they all signed not just peace agreements, which they did, they all signed trade agreements. We are we have no standing as the world superpower anymore. Yeah, and, and they're, well, they're also moving away from, from the dollar. The dollar will not be, you know, in the next several years, the major currency to trade in. We lose, you know, our standing in that regard. And then you have situations like Saudi Arabia, who is a natural enemy of Iran, and we drove Saudi Arabia to cut a deal with Iran because... <laughs> They don't trust Joe Biden. You know, Biden goes over there, gets down on his knees, says, give us more oil so, you know, we can choke the American people, you know, on gas vehicles and things like that. And the prince says, get lost. Right. And he was right to say get lost. Absolutely. He was. He was correct. He says, I'll cut my own deals. I don't need you. Moron. You you see Japan. (laughs) Did you ever think you'd see Japan leave? I mean, we're losing allies. For decades, dare I say, since the end of World War II, and whether they were forced in the beginning, there was a partnership for the last 70 years, that's for certain. I'm wondering, what do you think will happen with the euro when you see such nations that partake in the euro that are more friendly and ask for more credibility than America is willing to give? Do you think it's possible we lose our standing with such notable European allies that we've had for the last 30 years as I don't know. Name one. Great Britain, Greece. Uh, you see what's going on with Turkey. I mean, we could potentially go very fast down the drain, couldn't we? Well, we are going fast down the drain. We're very close right now. We cannot, Mark, survive. Sean, we cannot survive another two years of Biden. We can't do it. No, It's not going to happen. And we will have no country, you know, even before the presidential elections in 2024 with this guy. It's going to be gone. And that's why we're working so hard to get a conviction of him for bribery and, and other crimes and, and others like him. 
such as Fauci, such as federal judges that violate their oath of office, such as Robert Mueller, such as others. And I want people to go to freedomwatchusa.org, see what we're doing, freedomwatchusa.org, contribute to our cause. You know, Larry, when I was in the financial world, I always thought who would come to our saving grace were the people who actually were capitalists, even though they might be corporatists now. They made their money and they are in the position they are because of Americanism. Are you seeing at freedomwatch.org, are you seeing some people that are shocking you, that are maybe coming to your aid or getting involved? Are you seeing American oligarchs get nervous? Or do they think they can corrupt their way out of this? I'm curious to know what you think of uh, Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think there is hope, and I don't mean to be all gloomy, but it was a small group of people in the colonies that coalesced the rest of everyone else that formed a new nation. We can do that again, but we don't have time. And for those that sit on the couch watching Fox News and saying that's enough, then we're doomed. So, yeah, I do see that potential. And I see people like Elon Musk, which the left is trying to destroy. Yesterday came out and went after George Soros. Yeah. Which and, and So there are positive signs. Now, I don't know exactly who he is. I think I'd like to meet him. But he reminds me a little bit of the character in Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, John Galt. Yes. Possibly. You know, he reminds who, me of the aviator, too. He reminds me a little bit of uh, of Hughes uh, with the way in which the government went after him. And I'm hoping, you know, had Hughes been around now and had he done such a notable display that he did before the Senate hearings, that would have changed the course of America for the better. And I'm hoping to a certain extent Elon Musk can deliver that. I hope I hope he's for real. But there are more Elon Musks out there. Yeah. And we need to we need to bring them together. And you're a very powerful voice. Sean, and other uh, conservative talk show hosts as well. We need to use your powers along with mine. I'm the lawyer. You're the uh, communicator. We need to, to enlist them all to educate the American people, to have them rise up, and basically to tell our corrupt government, shape up or ship out. Yeah. I and it see better some, be done now. I want to see some powerful people leave and abandon the corrupt Republican Party as well. I think this Vivek Ramaswamy, I'm a little depressed at Trump that he didn't take advantage of this and say, I'm not a Republican anymore. I think there could have been some real groundswell there. And that's the kind of shakeup, the kind of earthquake we need. Because if we keep turning to our abuser for help, we're in a losing position all the time. I think the Republican Party needs to have its back broken, too. Yeah, you're right. Did did Jesus Christ run for president with the Romans and, and, and the high priests? No, <laughs> he no. took matters into his own hands yeah. with God. That's what we need to do, you know. So I agree with you completely. And Trump should have done that. I've said that for a very long time. He reverts back to the Republican establishment, which yeah. in the end stabs him in the back. I'd rather face my opponent than pretend that uh, uh, he's my ally and let him stand behind me. I couldn't agree with you more. Larry, I, you know how much I appreciate you. You know how much I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule. I'm still looking forward to buying you dinner. We're going to have to do that. But in the meantime, I'm going to ask everyone to go to freedomwatch.org to support Larry Clayman, who has been a warrior for righteousness for, I hate to embarrass you, Larry, but 50 years I, that I know of. I appreciate everything hey. you do. Thank you. I go to freedomwatchusa.org. Thank oh, you, Mark. Uh, Sean, I'm hey, sorry. No, that's all right. Mark in my brain. That's I don't all know. right. It's, but, a, it's a compliment. I appreciate you. I know, I know, I know, who, you, I know who you are. At halftime, I don't know who I am at this point. So. <laughs> Larry, you've been, it's because you've been taking headshots for five decades. Thank you very much, Larry Clayman. Take care. God bless you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I have to tell you something. The reason that I love Larry Clayman, and I do, the courage that this man exhibited before it was popular, you realize he sued the Clinton administration 18 different time, times. He's the reason uh, the, the Freedom of Information Act is so useful today. Larry Clayman was a trade attorney, a capitalist who loved America, wanted to be involved in economics, the economic sector of law. He was dragged out of obscurity because back then we didn't like corruption the way we love it now, the way we bathe in it with these rats. In fact, when Ken Starr was losing kind of his position, Larry Clayman was the first to go after and understand how important it was to get Linda Tripp to corroborate the stories of intern molestation, among other atrocities. See, it had been tried before. There were whistleblowers in the Clinton administration, but they all seemed to disappear. As I told the court today, uh, Mr. Foster came to see me on Sunday morning, July 11. Uh, We talked for two hours in my living room. I took three pages of notes. Before the conversation started, uh, Mr. Foster said, Jim, is this a privileged conversation? And I said, of course. And the first words in my notes, almost, is the word privileged, indicating uh, his question to me and my answer. Is there any question in your mind that he would have been as forthcoming if he'd known there could be qualifications on that privilege? It is my opinion, as I said to the Court of Appeals, that had I answered that question no, there would have been no conversation and no notes. You see, he had all the dirt on the low-life Duchess of Chaffington and her intern molesting husband. It has entire- No, I don't mean that one. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. He means Hillary, and we all believe you. Vince Foster killed himself. Ironically, he was a big anti-gun advocate. You know, he killed himself, squirrel, with an antique handgun? Collector's item, really. Shot himself in the head with the wrong hand. I thought the uh, bench was vigorous. Well, I think, as I said to the court, that the, the candid communications will be chilled. Uh, You'll have to forgive me. I was thinking about the whistleblower in the uh, FBI and the IRS. I was thinking about the investigation into the crack-smoking son of uh, the so-called president. The first chart here shows a bank record showing a $1 million wire transfer into the account of Hudson West 3 from CEFC Limited. Vince fought Foster got offed for a lot less money. Clients need to be able to talk to their lawyers in confidence. It is important, we believe it's important to know what Mr. Foster knew about those matters that we've been investigating. Mr. Foster is unfortunately unavailable to us. We're going to do everything we can. Yeah, and then he showed up with a hole in his head. On November 2nd, 2017, the Senator Grassley and I have already established CEFC is effectively an arm of the communist Chinese regime. It's also important to note that at the time of this transfer in November 2017, 
Hunter Biden was already invested in and providing management for Hudson West 3. So a company that was effectively an arm of the Chinese government transferred $1 million in November 2017 to a company that Hunter Biden is managing and is invested in. After Barack Obama unleashed the FBI on the Trump administration corruptly through the FISA court, right? It's uh, now an investigation that's four years in the making, and uh, we finally have the conclusions, uh, more than 300 pages uh, released by the Justice Department. Now, uh, it has now been uh, transmitted to members of Congress who also are going to want to bring John Durham in uh, to, uh, to review some of the findings. But the bottom line is this. The, uh, the investigation found uh, that the FBI failed in many, many ways, things that we already knew from a previous uh, Inspector General report. Didn't the FBI also deliver a Vince Foster report? They delivered on that, though. Read you just a part of it, uh, uh, of John Durham's conclusion. He says, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. This is- and now two low-life, wretched Democrat apparatchiks are going to sue Donald Trump. And within days, no one will be talking about the prima facie evidence that the FBI is in bed with La Cosa Nostra of the Biden family. Not only that, they didn't investigate any of this. Now, the Sox business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, who do you think should have investigated that? Well, should have been the FBI or the IRS. The good news is neither one of them did. And its military emails show that as recent as 2017, Hunter's private equity firm held a 5% stake in Harv's amusement. Boy, 2017 was a very good year for this crooked, crack smoking sister-in-law banging piece of dung, wasn't it? Parks and interest in Harv's sports and entertainment. Both are backed by China's development bank. Sports and entertainment. Do you think those guys from the score will show up tomorrow at the cigar house for a conversation? I think it's not working. I don't think I can entice them. So maybe we'll get those guys from the score to give me their address and see if I show up. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I cannot believe it's the last segment, Squirrel. Do you? Although I do have something in my eye. Um, this is an interesting call. Jim in Crown Point. Hey, Sean. I just uh, think Obama's biggest le- legacy is this bloodless coup that we're living through. You know, it's interesting. I don't think it was Obama that started the bloodless coup, although I think he was the best at it. I really mean this. There was something that happened around the Jimmy Carter years. I think you could even go further. But when you really see what happened under the Clinton administration, and you listen to, I play Clinton clips, where he almost sounds like a Republican today. But that was really the culture of corruption people got used to was under that administration. Up until then, it was hard to get a foothold in the kind of golden geese of corruption that we now think is just the normal part of our government. And you just gave me a good segue into a clip I've been dying to play, Jim, in Crown Point. Thank you very much. And that was Al Gore. You see, the greatest boondoggle is hard to put your finger on. 
Is it the military industrial complex? Is it big pharma? I think it's actually the agenda of the eco-Nazi, which was really started under Al, I like my women with broad shoulders, Gore. Did you ever see him in Tipper Hug, Squirrel? Let me tell you something. You're not going to see that kind of love outside of a forest preserve. However, Al Gore in 1992. Got a local environmental problem, regional problems like acid rain. Now we've got a whole new category of global or strategic problems, which include the hole in the ozone layer, which now could appear above the United States. You never hear of the hole in the ozone layer anymore. It was a big thing. It was uh, what they rebounded after they said we were going to go through the Ice Age in the 70s when the eco-Nazis were laughed at after people bought moon boots and whatnot. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. See, now they got Spock to do it because Spock used to play a character where he was smart and he used logic. He was just a failed two-bit actor, but he had the illusion, and that's where they really picked up steam. So Leonard Nimoy and the predictions of the Ice Age. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an Ice Age is not as remote as they once thought. It's ridiculous, and the scientists were getting paid by the government. Al Gore perfected. He said, no, no, no. Let's pretend we're going to get hot. Now, in the 1990s, they said we had 10 years. That's when uh, Sean Caston's moron, lying, fraud father wrote the book and started his company as well. Global climate change, the destruction of the rainforest at a rate that means they'll be totally gone in another few decades unless we stop the pollution of the oceans and the atmosphere, and the like. These represent brand new challenges that call for a new kind of response. Rush, I've, I've listened to you. Now, this was during Ted Koppel, who had good hair. Ted Koppel brought on then somebody who was kind of uh, just a radio personality who would later prove to be right in virtually everything he said. You're many afternoons, as you know, uh, and you tend to... I don't want to say you dismiss all of these issues, but at least you dismiss them as having been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, absolutely. I don't think that there's anything conclusive about what Senator Gore said, with all due respect. I think, for example, there is no ozone hole over the United States. Uh, and if we want to get into detailed discussion of ozone depletion, we can. But uh, I, I think, Ted, that there is not a crisis. See, this- he was right. There was not a crisis. But this is all even a plan that started long before that. Ideological subversion is is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. That's what we're living through, a Soviet Marxist mafia plan to destroy Americanism. But don't worry, I'll be back in 21 hours to kick the teeth in again. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.